Welcome to She Should Know podcast with your hosts, Dr. Sara Hamida and Adama Sara Ahmed. You're sitting with a Muslim female physician and a Muslim female scholar, the co-directors of Empower Health, where we dive deep into all things related to women's wellness, mind, body, and soul from our experiences and expertise. Let's get into it, y'all. These episodes are made possible through your donations. If you like the work we do, please become a sustainer at empowerhealth.org to magnify this work, educating, enabling, and empowering our community. That's E-M-P-O-W-H-E-R-Health.org. Bismillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum, my friend. How you doing? Wa alaikum assalam. I'm doing good. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Can't complain. Uh, just try, kind of getting into the Ramadan mindset slowly but surely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just praying we make it. You know, we start praying around this time. Allahumma balighna Ramadan. Ya Allah, allow us to reach Ramadan. So slowly trying to get to that mindset. I actually think that this topic pairs really nicely with the oncoming Ramadan mindset because we know Ramadan as the month of change and the month of creating good habits, breaking bad habits. True. And this pairs very well with that, Sara. Yeah, like taking inventory of what you've got going on in your day-to-day life and what do you want to take forward and what do you want to leave behind? Absolutely. Um, What are we talking about today? Today, inshallah, we are talking about imagery basically you know these three kind of larger domains that we access through screens um primarily i think through the medium of social media Mm -hmm. but i think there are a lot of parallels as well when it comes to illicit imagery from other resources absolutely that shall remain unnamed at the moment sure (laughs) yeah and um and gaming i think gaming also has a lot of uh parallels here as well okay so we're talking about imagery here and we are putting this under the umbrella of addiction and i think that it's important to address that yes it is indeed an addiction um we are in the middle of our um a series on addiction and if you guys haven't tuned into that first episode that kind of dives into what addiction is its qualities its nature how it manifests and kind of how you can test the waters with whether something is an addiction or not Definitely check that out, um, and we will kind of dip into those a little bit, but the deeper um, episode on breaking down what addiction is, that would be super-duper helpful. Um, However, this does come under that umbrella, um, and that's important to go into with that knowledge because once you treat something as an addiction, then and only then can you start seeking the right help and direction to um, address it and heal from it and work on that problem. Um, definitely. Like I, I would, I'm just going to take a moment just to remind people how low the bar is for something to be considered an addiction. And I think probably there are definitely going to be some eye rolls related to that because they're like, I'm sure there are people who are going to think, oh, well, now everything in your life is going to be an addiction, right? So true. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with, um, evaluating the substances or behaviors in, in your life and saying, okay, which of these are maladaptive or not productive for me? Yeah. Um, and need, you know, either work or I need to change my relationship with it. And so I think that's the mindset. I'm not advocating for people to drop everything, you know, become a, 
um, you know, monk yeah. in, in a mountain and, you know, have no access to anything. And this is important because, guys, this is not another episode of the evils of social media. Right. It's it's not a football on it either on brothers and sisters you need to protect your gaze. That's a very, like, intro level conversation because guess what, guys? We live in 2024. We are only going to be more and more involved with the online world. Um, this is more diving into what's happening yeah right what is going on on the back end because once you have that knowledge and you equip yourself with it now you have more power you have more control you have more understanding and then you can start to um, really dive into cultivating change and healthy habits we cohabitate with this thing man at this point it is an active part of our lives so we need to kind of dive into what is my relationship with it um, and I would also like to add to this that this is a very real issue in our Muslim community, too. Yeah. Um, we're t- when we're talking about illicit imagery and its effect on uh, our brothers and sisters in Islam, um, this is not something we are exempt from. This is something that definitely includes us. And there are many, many times where me, my husband, many scholars that I know who have had um, youth even older people who have come up to them were mature, some even married, and they are coming to talk about their addictions to certain imagery that they are exposing themselves to and that they cannot stop. And it's leading to behavioral patterns and it's destructive. Yeah, so they're coming and they're seeking help. And so just wanted to put that out there because we need to listen with 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 that understanding in mind that. This is not something that we're free from just because we are Muslims. We we also suffer from these things that are very real. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, I mean, I guess I'll just take a moment now since this is the beginning of the episode just to say, you know, if you've got babies in the room, children in the room, maybe it's not a bad idea to either switch the topic or go to a... Pop some, pop some AirPods on, <laughs> some headphones. Yeah, just because I think the nature of what we're going to talk about today um, does require us to address a few of the more explicit concerns that relate to this topic. Um, I think as we dive into it, just a few of the components that we re- reviewed about what qualifies as an addiction, according to the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic um, manual that are, is used by psychiatrists um, and psychologists on behavioral health, mental health conditions. You only need two of these issues within a 12-month period, and and the, and there are several items that are listed. The, there are a couple that really stand out when we think about how does this relate to our consumption of social media, gaming, or pornography. Number one, taken in larger amounts over a longer period of time than intended. I think we can all say that we've experienced that with social media yeah our screen time will show it guys our phones record this stuff now you can you and you look at it and you're like no not me right but there's no denying that time is it flies we're like wait a minute yeah 30 minutes just killed right there yep um persistent desire or and i think that's kind of like that it's always nagging right Um, yeah (laughs) so real um Recurrent failure to fulfill major obligations due to use. I think that's really big when it comes to the gaming situation Mm. as well as the social media consumption. We've all like needed to do something work related and started scrolling and, you know, that 45 minutes is gone. Gone. Yeah. Not coming back. Nope. 
Um, continued use despite knowledge of physical or psychological problems, right? I think that a lot of folks are aware of the detrimental negative mental health side effects of engaging with a lot of social media. To the point where I'll be on Instagram and the advertisements that will come up are even talking about, hey, you don't have to live like this <laughs> where you your screen time and it has been like four hours a day and your daily screen time is this much and that much. You download this app to help you. Um, you know, lessen that screen time. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So it's not that we're not aware of the problem. Right. Everyone is aware of the problem. Same as other addictions. Everyone knows the the harms of alcohol and being drunk. Everyone knows the harms of intoxicating, you know what I mean? Like drugs in general. Right. That's yeah. the problem. But look at this, how, how, how sophisticated the world is around you that not only are they like accessing you through your problem source, they're also offering like a capitalized, monetized, Solution. Wild. Right? Oh, my goodness. So, um, so uh, Sada, what what do you think of when you think of social media outlets? Like, let's make sure that we can, like, at least quantify them. Yeah, um, because th- that doesn't look the same for everybody, you know? Um, for me, I would say Instagram. I would say occasionally YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I think I live more on the Instagram world just because of business-related things, mm-hmm. um, you know, teaching, education. I use it a lot for that. And then, I, and then there's the end of it where I get ideas, you know, I, I creative ideas from it. But then I will find myself scrolling cat videos for hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So <laughs> I think for me, it would be Instagram. I know if I ask my mom, it's Facebook. Right. I know if I ask my husband, it's probably YouTube. Right. Right. So it's not the same. I don't have Snapchat. My younger sister, though, you know, Twitter as the news feed for most adults, honestly. Yeah. Twitter is where is your daily, is your morning newspaper. Right. So it does look different for everybody. I think Twitter is a very important component because it it very perfectly, I think. Actually, I think several of these mediums ride the line between informative Mm. as well as socializing correct and and that's why you can't just throw the whole thing out right because we actually are dependent for certain things we can't we're not getting elsewhere we we it's just the past now this is where we get those sources from but then it comes with the baggage of all the negatives that it carries um i know people who i would put pinterest (laughs) for sure you know what's interesting about that is like i mean i you know depending on like times in my life when I'm trying to prepare an event for a family member or whatever, or I'm looking for, you know, fashion inspo or things like that. I never think of, of Pinterest as a as a social media outlet. Could, is there a... Yeah, you can spend hours on it creating your visions, but then with true. that, it's just the amount of time that it can consume because you can create visions that you're probably, you may not even be executing. Now, you may be very highly functional with it and be like, I'm only using it when I need to um, put something together, an event right. or some sort. But that's not always the case. There are people putting vision boards together for things that they just like the color scheme of. Like, you know what I mean? So, again, creative outlet. Can can you lose control of time? Mm. Can you lose yourself in it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very, very uh, astute. Yeah, very astute. Yeah. Um, and I do think that when it comes to all of these social media outlets Mm. what's so interesting today is like it's very hard to just you know say full full stop all of them are bad because 
it's very it's highly individualized to your own algorithm and your own algorithm can change over time right so what you're seeing today may not be what you used to see a year ago or even six months ago yeah and and it's there's actually studies on this like forget studies there are documentaries on how there is tracking of what you pause on longer to view and then your algorithm updating itself regularly to put that more of that kind of content on your feed. And so it is actively changing as we go through life. And this is why we even say like it's a it can be a polarizing experience because you will have people who say your politics align a certain kind of way. You're only going to see stuff that's going to feed that narrative to you more and more and just polarize you more from somebody who is maybe not in the same political party as you you're only seeing thing that feeds that agenda and that is affecting us as like people as we perceive each other even you know yeah again my feed does not look like my husband's feed right what comes it's curated to each individual which only makes it that much more of a pull and allure yeah it's interesting because I think on the one hand, you see yourself reflected in the content that you're seeing, right? So there's this um, there's this like self-fulfilling ego moment where you're like, see, you, you feel seen. Yeah. Right? But yeah. it's being artificially curated for you. Meanwhile, it it also like puts you in a bubble where you don't necessarily get to enjoy the diversity of the whole intent of, of networking through social media, right, is to... You're supposed to be connecting with other people? Our, yes. Other other businesses, other uh, types of... Other creatives, other other cultures, yeah. other everything. Yeah. So I think that a big thing that the algorithm, obviously, to, to keep you on longer, the point is that it should feel, like, comfortable. It should feel safe. It should feel like home when you go online. Mm. It feels like your kind of space. It's got all the stuff that you like on it. So you're going to stay pulled in. And that is why it's curated for each individual on whatever platform you're using, you see more of that stuff because that's you. Yeah. Like for me, I also see a lot of cat videos. Oh, okay. <laughs> you and I probably got very similar feeds. I ain't even going to lie. We should just sit down. Yeah. No shade. I don't want to hear any cat throwing shade. No, ever. <laughs> we are cat people. That's right. So I'm going to dive into this a little bit later, but I do want to introduce us to a little bit of the spiritual side of this as well, guys. Um, We know that the eyes are the window to the soul, and that's a great statement, but what does that mean? What that means is that whatever you take in through the eyes, which the that which the eyes see, it is going to straight to a place inside of your heart inside of your mind where it will remain forever yeah you cannot unsee something that you see even if you didn't mean to see it that's the wild part i think about this you don't have control over what is coming your way no and that's actually part of the surprise factor the part that actually keeps you on social media is the allure of i'm going to refresh my feed and stuff is going to pop up that is going to surprise me it's going to entice me it's going to be new it's something i didn't expect right and that is an addictive factor right and i think we relate this to um what is it the slot machine right yeah, so w- one of the things that I think you're alluding to here, and I don't want to take you too far off the spiritual realm, is the the hunting, the hunting yeah. factor. So that's a big part of of addiction imprinting. Is we ha- we are geared to um, to have a positive reinforcement when you are hunting for something that 
is ultimately leading to a high reward outcome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In the most simplest terms, I'm looking for food. I need a positive reinforcement to motivate myself to get up and go get that food. And so the scrolling effect of looking through things is actually imprinting that that beginning of a dopamine rush that then gets heightened, 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 that um, keeps you locked in. That's wild, man. So going back to how we are, whatever we are seeing is going straight to our hearts, even things that we did not mean to see. Um, if any of us can think back to a bad memory we have of something that we saw that we did not mean to see or something that we experienced that we have tra- like post-traumatic stress, even like thinking back to it just causes PTSD, a bad reaction. We can understand how long the effects of seeing something last through that kind of an example. Something that you can't forget seeing just proves how powerful it is to view something and, and how deeply that embeds that seed into the heart, into the mind, where it just stays there yes. forever. Now think about, obviously, then that means what is its effect going to be? It's going to be a deep effect. It's not going to be just a surface level thing where you're like, oh, I saw that it's gone. Right. It's, like, it's all going somewhere. And when we talk about the gaze, we're talking about things that enter our mind. That's our mental real estate now, right? Mm-hmm. What is occupying our mind that actually builds up our experiences and how we view things, how we perceive things, and that that affects how we move in the world, right? Decisions that we make. So it runs deeper than that, y'all. And the one other thing I'm going to introduce here is also the fact that these things that have addictive properties, what is happening inside of the soul is that the soul is constantly searching for Jannah. It's actually searching for that which is going to give it eternal bliss, can give it nothing but the highest of dopamine releases. Right. We want to stay in that place of always feeling good. Soul is searching for that. Now, we, especially those of faith, we understand that this world cannot supply that ever. And that's why there is a rise and then there's a crash and then there's a rise and then we seek it and we seek it and we withdraw all the stuff that comes with addiction. And so the nature of the human is just built to seek that out. Absolutely. And the job of these platforms is to fill that role and keep you there because they monetize on that. They bank on that. For sure. So yeah. There's also an element of why do why do we want to feel good? We want to escape from the bad. Yes. I'm glad you brought up that exact word because when we think about these three domains, social media, gaming, pornography, each of them has an escapism. Like, why did we pair these together? They all have an escapism component. You're going somewhere else that's Mm -hmm. not locked in your active reality. Um, And they all have varying degrees of disconnection from your your actual state of being. And there's uh, there's a voyeuristic component that happens. And for those who are not familiar with that word, that's just really a term that means like looking in on someone when you're not supposed to be. You know, there's like a secret... Um, there's almost like a pleasure that comes in from seeing something you're not supposed to, that secretiveness. And I will say, I actually think that some of the um, the get ready with me clips that you see somebody who's like um, trying to put their face together, you're seeing them as they pick an outfit out. These are all playing into that voyeuristic component of social media that seems very benign. But in reality, it is it is hijacking the dopamine 
um, pathways, the rush, like our human nature is being weaponized to hold you there. And I'll go so far as to say I even think ASMR is on that same level because it's it's really trying to magnify the impact of sound that feels intimate. Wow. Right? So it's taking you someplace. Wow. So um, it's out of the normal because you wouldn't normally hear that. Absolutely not. That is voyeurism. You're absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely not. It's such a strange. I mean, at some point I was like, what? What is what the fascination doing? with ASMR? Yeah. But if you start to think about it from this framework, it does make some sense. It's intimate. It's intimate. Oh, man. Exactly. As simple stuff as clicking on your bottle. You know, it's still it's these are like the details that take you someplace mm. where you're no longer here. You're there. Mm. You know, Mm-mm-mm. girl, I'm still like, wow, yeah, I'm just thinking now. <laughs> I'm just because so much comes under that. Right. It's like a thousand things that just come into my mind of every human experience, even the even the even the places when, you know, like, like they're vulnerable on social media and crying on social media. Right. Or talk, sharing a negative experience that they've had to help others go through it better than they did and what they learned um, through the hardship and, and crying. Like that also is going into a place with the person and seeing those vulnerabilities that you would not right. see of, of that person ever right. if, they, if it wasn't in front of your face on your screen. Right. And I think we all have to like st- not kid ourselves. Like all of it is completely engineered. All of it is completely gamified. Every single one of these media outlets um, has knowledge of neurochemistry and neuroaddictive properties, and they are leveraging it to keep you there longer in order to sell you things um, and to make money. That is the end game. That is the end game. So I think if you reframe the way you are experiencing any social media outlet, you can start to be aware of when you are being manipulated to a certain extent and and like attempt to disconnect or like pull the plug on these things. Yeah. And this is why this is actually important because a lot of that is not illicit. Right. You're not looking at something that's necessarily forbidden to look at, right? Totally. Or 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 promiscuous to look mm-hmm. at. It doesn't have to be somebody's naked body. It's that it could be them burying their soul. Right. Oh. You really? Yes. Bars. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You could feel it. Yes. It, but it's still it's still mentally taking you someplace that fulfills that same pathway of this feels good. I want to stay here. Oh, my goodness. This also. So you tie gaming into this because there is a lot of virtual reality occurring in those worlds where you have control through this character and these characters that they build which by the way are a lot of times hypersexualized absolutely okay fake absolutely body styles that don't even exist that people are trying to achieve anyways a side note but it's also important because it it affects our actual reality yes people are entering these places and they are building whole different lives through these games creating an entirely different experience and curating it to how they want their life to be now you come back to reality and it's like, what is reality? I'm going to say something that s- sounds real boomer, but like, what was that place that fa- face? Is it called? It's called Meta, right? Like that yeah. that alternative place. Yeah. I know. Listen, girl. Wow. Listen. Okay. I try. I, I'm too busy to be to be in the meta sphere. 
But what's so crazy is that's what Instagram, Facebook has renamed itself. It's called Meta. No, true, true. I know, girl, I know that. I know that. But you're right. But, you know, as far as I remember reading a news article some time ago, it might have been like nine, ten months ago, about a woman who was on Meta and had actually been raped, but in this in this alternative reality space. And the ethical questions of what's real and what's not and so there are people who are exercising their um, their darkest impulses, correct, in a place that is quote unquote like maybe a safe because um, not actually right because it's not actually real. But once you get into this meta space where every interaction may have a potential human at the other end of it, and the same is true for gaming, right? Because you you connect with other gamers in the same quote-unquote game, game sphere, right? And I'm not a gamer. Clearly. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but it really does start to blur the line of like, okay, what's what's reality and your your behavior? It's like an outlet for these like very dark impulses and, and behavior oh that has to affect how you work with other people in the real world when you come back out of it. So I'm going to put um, pornography out onto the table now yeah because we understand some very real implications of how people are using what they pick up from watching it and how they apply that to real world right do you get what i'm alluding to here yeah so pornography and how it's affecting real life relationships or the viewership of Seeing this take place and then trying to apply what they learn from that as to what how they're treat how people are being treated in the things that they're watching and then thinking that that's what real people do that's what we do in real right so there's some there there are some functional there's a very famous study about um, about individuals both men and women um, watching pornography and um, with functional MRIs um, studying the brain while watching. And what was noted is that during that time, the brain is actually not registering women as human beings, like the the part of their brain that registers people is not turning on. The part of their brain that registers inanimate objects is what's turning on. And so there is very strong implications for what pornography is doing to the minds of consumers, both male and female. In terms of like how men see women or how um, women see themselves, um, the object, literal objectifying, right? That is to turn something into, to see it as an object, that which is not human. Um, and where does that, and this is where violence begins, right? Correct. This is where sexual violence begins. Correct. By not seeing somebody as a human being. So, and this is happening to children because... Um, we have a like a a on ramp from social media outlets into the pornography world. Yeah. So that's another thing that is happening. And again, because we have these platforms that are built in a way where we don't necessarily know what will pop up on our feed next, even if we're curating it, there's still gonna be stuff that's gonna pop up just to see if our we are allured and attracted to it and are gonna click on it. And the way that people are thumbnailing also because people also know the power of sexuality and that which is sexual in its presentation. Um, we are going to be on these apps and there is a 
high chance that you see body parts or angles or, um, you know, facial expressions, expressions, and they are with the intent of pulling you in because they know the power of sexuality. Right. And so you're already priming the mind to go towards those things. And it's so subliminal that that becomes normal. That you have started seeing that, that na- you don't even realize what you're gravitating toward. Right. Because it doesn't end there. It begins there. Right. Yes. And I think in reality, you know, you were touching on this earlier about what does this do to the real life yeah, couples and intimacy that you have in your own spousal relationships. Um, it makes it very difficult to connect. It makes it very difficult. There, are, There is a very, very well-studied correlation um, between high pornography consumers and erectile dysfunction because of the inability to emotionally connect, the inability to um, be emotionally present, um, the inability to be emotionally satisfied. Um, there is just such detriment. And so it, it is a very long road to recover from that um, when it comes to pornography addiction. Wow. I think that if we also make this more general as to how this is affecting relationships, um, not just pornography, but social media in general, there is a high level of, um, and I'll let you touch on depression, but I, th- I want to touch more on how this is affecting people in real time who are in relationships between spouses. If the last thing we're doing is I'm turning, this, I'm turning this way, you're turning that way, we're both scrolling our phones right before we go to sleep. Yeah. And we're, we're, where we normally would fill that time together with just because we're, we're not doing anything, perhaps, right? We're standing in line for coffee. We would fill that time with talking to each other, commu- you know, communicating, yeah. connecting. We're filling those bits with social media. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to support the She Should Know podcast and the work we do at Empower Health, hit that subscribe button and share this episode with someone else that should know. To catch the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at empower underscore health. That's E-M-P-O-W-H-E-R underscore health. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.